0: Hi there again. I'm Father Matt Kovusk, and I'm the rector of St. Mary's Anglican Church in Verdun. Last week, I was in the PAW attending a friend's induction, or celebration of new ministry service. And it's good to be home again, well, at least for a week. And this past week, actually on September 14th, the Church commemorated what we know as the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross, which is a day in the Christian calendar that has us focus on the Cross. And at St. Mary's Verdon this morning, we'll be transferring this feast so that we can spend some time meditating on the cross in worship. And one of the readings for that day and for our sermon this morning is 1 Corinthians 1, 18-24. Now before we talk about that, as I remember my life back in British Columbia, I remember a woman once telling me about her deep discomfort of Good Friday and of the cross, She was active in church life and was a faithful attendee Sunday by Sunday. But come Good Friday, she would notably be absent. And that was because she struggled with seeing Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, hung on a cross, on a tree, like a common criminal. And to be frank with you, she would find herself in good company. As the disciples would learn, the Messiah was to die. And as we read in Mark 9, the Son of Man is to be traded into human hands and they will cure him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. That's Mark 9 31. Now imagine with me hearing that for the first time and imagine hearing it from the disciples perspective. The disciples have been following Jesus around, learning from him and watching him perform miracles. And if I was with the disciples and Jesus, I'm not sure I would want that ride to end. The disciples believed that Jesus, the Messiah, was going to change the world that they inhabited. That last sentence is actually true, though. The Messiah did change the world forever. However, he did it in a way that we as humans would never have expected. As we read in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, I will thwart the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Chapter 1, verse 19. Human wisdom held that the Messiah would change the world around them, sure, the world they interacted with daily. However, human wisdom dictated that the Son of God would not die like a common criminal. Human wisdom dictated that the cross on which Jesus hung would only ever be an instrument of suffering and shame. Human wisdom would struggle with that fact that God used an instrument of suffering and shame to change the world forever. Yet, my friends, that is exactly what happened. God used an instrument of suffering and shame to redeem the world. And, as you may know, as mainline Christians, we tend to shove any talk about the cross to Good Friday and leave it there, because we struggle with it, and for many of us it just doesn't make sense. To quote the hymn, my song is love unknown. You and I might be asking, "Oh, who am I that, for my sake, my Lord should take frail flesh and die?" And to be frank with you too, it didn't make sense to the communities that Saint Paul found himself preaching to, to Jews and to Greeks, in his preaching, and his travels, in the first century, uh, the first century world, he was finding that the Jews wanted signs, and the Greeks desired wisdom, or, to put it simply, the Greeks wanted an intellectual argument. Both groups could not wrap their heads around the cross as an instrument of good instead of evil, Both, because both groups would have known that the cross, which strips the dignity of the human person away before it kills them, was what the cross was only what the cross was for them. You might be asking me, though, Father Matt, so what? What does this all matter to me in this time and place? Well, as the book of Isaiah reminds us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Isaiah 55, 8 What might seem foolish to us isn't foolish to God, Remember, say that again. What might seem foolish to us isn't foolish to God. God is beyond everything that human wisdom can teach us. And frankly, as I reflect alongside you this morning, this is actually kind of comforting to me. Knowing that the ways of God are beyond our human wisdom provides us with the ability and the experience to counter God, where he has made his wisdom, power, and himself known to us. And my friends, perhaps reminding ourselves that God moves beyond human wisdom might be helpful for us as we look at the cross this day. The cross shows us God's wisdom in dealing with the world, turning the world that we know upside down by using an instrument of suffering and shame for the greater good. Turning the world upside down by using a tool of death and humiliation to save us and that tool of death and humiliation for the Romans has become an instrument of life for us Christians who believe my friends the tree of death has become for us the tree of life but what do I do with this thought that God moves beyond human wisdom how does the cross help me in my day-to-day life as I've mentioned earlier One of the images used to describe the cross is that it is the tree of life. And the cross symbolizes our redemption. And whenever we look at it, we should be and are reminded of what God has done for us in Christ. Like that serpent in Numbers 21, we look upon the cross and we see our own redemption. We look upon the cross and we see God's love for us we look upon the cross and see that we are made whole. The next time you step into a church or see somebody wearing a cross on a necklace or the next time you see a cross on top of a church steeple as you drive by, look at the cross and be reminded of the fact that it is a symbol of our redemption. It is a symbol of the fact that you and I have been made whole. And my friends, you and I need to think about the cross outside of the events of Good Friday. Because in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, you and I are forever made whole. We are forever made whole by the work of the cross. For, made whole 365 days of the year and not just on Good Friday. And in our living, we must reflect that you and I have been made whole by the work of Jesus Christ on the Tree of Life. And for that, to, uh, for us to reflect that in our living, you and I are to remember the cross more than just once a year. And so on this day, I invite you to gaze upon the cross, whether it is a cross in the church you'll attend later, a cross you may have lying around the house, or a cross on a book. I want you to gaze upon the symbol of our salvation, gaze upon the tree of life, gaze upon the wood that made us whole. And as we do this work and depart from this time together, May God grant us the grace to look upon the cross and be reminded of our own redemption. May God continue to grant us the grace to lead lives where the fruit of our redemption are shown to those whom we may encounter in our very times and places. Just a side note, before I depart this day, I should mention that I will be away from the pulpit the next two Sundays. You will hear my voice again on the Thanksgiving long weekend. And as we leave, We pray. Faithful cross above all other, one and only noble tree, none in foliage, none in blossom, none in fruit thy peer may be, sweetest wood and sweetest iron, sweetest weight is hung on thee. True the Trinity be glory to the Father and the Son, with the co eternal spirit ever three and ever one, one in love and one in splendor, while unending ages run. Thanks be to God.